Hello there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, the podcast where we talk all the stuff we love about Star Wars Warts and All. My name's Will. Joining me today are my good friends, Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, man. So we're so here against the odds. <laughs> what? No, if, if I could finish out my life just being able to say yes or no, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be a happy person. I thought after after seeing that, I thought Taika Waititi needs to just carry around a button so that oh, anytime sure anybody asks, are you does. still working on a Star Wars movie? You just, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. Is the Star Wars movie still up? Yes. Have you started right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're here. Didn't think we were going to pull this together, but we're going to make it happen. Chapter 23 of The Mandalorian. And a huge news week that we, we can't ignore. Mm-hmm. And we're way behind on at this point. Though. I know. So let's just quickly hit on the, uh, the news that came out of Celebration London. This year's Celebration London just wrapped up last week. And uh, there were some big announcements, and then some just teases of things we already knew about. But uh, I guess I'll I'll start with the three movies. Right, that was the, that was the biggest thing. Three films. Mm-hmm. You got <laughs> some, your cinema, your yes. cinema that you wanted. Some well, of them yeah. were surprised. Some of them we already kind of gotten a little bit of buzz on. It's good uh, that there's the, only three. Yes, right. Rather than it's like not, the you know, <laughs> seven or eight, and yeah. then. Because frankly, we'll be lucky even if we get these three. But no, these seem pretty, pretty solid. I I think, ideal wise, at least for me. Who knows? Right, right. Who's going to say something wrong on Twitter and then be canceled, and then we'll have to start over. The Filoni one, at the very least, is a sure bet because they've already absolutely yes, they've already said Mm -hmm. that there's some big culminating event for right. uh, so all right. So first off, let's just hit these real quick. The first one is directed by James Mangold. Uh, this is a film. So I, he's the director of. I, I know him best from Logan, the the Wolverine mm-hmm. movie, and he also I think directed one of the other Wolverine movies. And then Ford versus Ferrari was another one of his that got a lot of attention. Uh, and then of Adam course Driver was in that, right? So he's got Ford versus Ferrari. Some yeah, oh, he right, was yeah. one of them. So not mm-hmm. not that he's going to be in his movie, but he has some True. sort of connection to yeah. Star Wars people, possibly. And uh, Disney has some faith in him because he's also the director of the upcoming Indiana Jones sequel, The Dial of Destiny. So right. he is getting a Star Wars film. This one's set in the dawn of the Jedi. Yeah. Is what I am so excited for this one. Yeah, way back. I feel 25,000 like years, I think, is the... I feel like we yeah. should not get too excited, though, because this might... It might very well depend on the success of... Or failure of Dial of Destiny. That's true. It wouldn't be the first uh, time Disney. I don't know. I don't know. But there it is. Something in the early Jedi period is yet unexplored, at least in live mm-hmm. action. So this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Could go a lot of different ways. And what um, I like most possibly about this is that like they, they put the whole timeline on a like a PowerPoint thing, I think, for celebration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the different eras and stuff. And I think like the icon, the logo for this era is the Jedi looking mosaic thing that was in the last Jedi at the temple. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uluk and Rey made of the little stones with like the one Jedi with the light on one side and the dark on the other. So that's cool. That's cool. I hope they delve into that stuff. It could totally, yeah, I never even think of that. It could tie into uh, the island of Octo where Luke was hiding first as a hermit. Yeah, Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. It's a porks. Good catch. Uh, The second one, as Bill already alluded to, is going to be directed by Dave Filoni, who is, you know, the master of Clone Wars and Disney animation and now the Mandalorian. Uh, But this is actually going to be a feature film that ties together all of the Disney Plus shows in what some people are calling the Mandoverse. Uh, but it's it's really like this sort of Star Wars, Clone Wars and Rebels sequel era is really what we're getting at. Uh, but it's going to be a movie. Like, that was that was big news. We knew something was coming, but I did not yeah, expect a right. feature film. Has he ever directed a movie? Not a no. movie. Not a live action, though, at least. Yeah, so, he started uh, directing live action with The Mandalorian. And, um, yeah. Are we yeah. assuming that this could be... Like a Thrawn centric thing, like he's the big ultimate bad guy, uh, or something else. Possibly, I, I mean, I'm assuming we'll, we'll, yeah. the culminating event is basically the rise of the First Order. That's, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, like Episode Six Point Five. I think it's it might be yeah. too early for that though, because there's a book that that Princess Leia book, Bloodlines, I think it's called Blood Ties, something like that. Bloodlines. That yeah. that takes place later. And that explores the early sort of whispers of the First Order and such. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, maybe it's like, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. And when I, we talk about this episode of The Mandalorian, we're going to speculate right. also where this is headed. But. I mean, I don't know how far we are at this point because if there's some things that make it feel closer than I expected. I guess. Yeah, right. It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It is. Uh, and then the last film, possibly the biggest one, and the most, uh, I guess, soon to come, <laughs> potentially. I would assume, yeah. Is a yeah. film that's going to be starring Daisy Ridley as Rey. And it's a direct sequel to the saga. Uh, it, it's supposedly going to be centered on uh, rebuilding the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. So this is the movie that was originally going to be written by Lindelof. Uh, and he stepped away. But mm-hmm. now they've officially said, you know, I think it's almost like to, to kind of like calm the fans. Like, listen, he might have stepped away, but we've got Daisy Ridley. It's going to happen. And she's <laughs> right? going to be in it. I guess I didn't realize it was the same movie there. I think that's, so, yeah. Because they didn't that, really uh, talk about it much before. Now. No, I don't know that they have a story, honestly, yet. They're probably, I mean, it's tough. It's obviously tough. Because <laughs> whatever direction they go, they're stuck with. So they better be sure. Um. But it's exciting. It is it is exciting yeah. to see Ray on stage, mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley on stage. But let's be honest, it's Ray and she's coming back and it's awesome. <laughs> and this is like uncharted territory, right? There is no canon stories beyond Rise of Skywalker, right? Right. So the sky mm-hmm. is the limit. There's literally nothing yeah, exactly. to compete with. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the stakes will be high. In my mind, the thing that they are working through right now is how are they going to bring Grogu into the picture? Because, <laughs> well, I, I, you get him with BB-8 and Ray. I mean, come on, tickets will I mean, sell themselves. He's, he's going to be in charge of the whole Mandalor race. So, how old? Um, yeah, they, how old was Yoda? Did they say how old Yoda was during the High Republic? High Republic? Well, it would have been 
roughly what 300 no only like 150 years before right the original trilogy so he'd probably be 700 750 yeah he's yeah. still several hundred years old at that point so I, they'd, they'd have to do some serious gymnastics to explain how he was not around for the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy right and now he's showing back up <laughs> right mm-hmm. It can be done, though. I mean, they're doing it with Ahsoka. And Thrawn, yeah. 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 Anything's possible. But there it is. Those are the movies. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing about that. (laughs) I'm sure Dave Filoni's probably, like, just at this point, like, I should have never thought of that. It's just creating more problems. People think it's like a scapegoat for resetting the... Whatever. We're not going to get into it. But anyway. Wow. The Ahsoka show, though. Yeah. It's going to... Uh, so those are the big movie announcements. Other than that, we got a trailer, and this was released to the public for Ahsoka, which is definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out. Yes. Uh, it looks like there was some exclusive footage from the new uh, show Skeleton Crew. That's the one starring Jude Law. That's kind of like a Goonies, 80s, uh, young people on an adventure Did they story. say that this was this, that was this year, or is it next year for that? That's this year. This one yeah. is on the slate for probably after Ahsoka. Yeah, that's that's in August. Maybe it'll be uh, like a Halloween type release because it's skeleton. That could be. That could if be. If Ahsoka yeah. is what probably eight episodes, like Mandalorian was, mm-hmm. so that would put us to October. Yeah. Could yeah. Be. And then there was a little tease for the acolyte. Also, um, mm-hmm. I'm really curious to just see what kind of. What that's going to look like, because that's like High Republic, the, the end of the High Republic era on screen will be interesting to see. Yeah. But and that's, appear- yeah. When, when is phase three of High Republic start? Is oh, that God, probably don't early know. next I year, in January? They usually start in January, right? It didn't start already? I thought I saw something. Phase three? No, we're still in phase two. Okay. The prequel <laughs> phase. Right. Now we got to get the... Right. the the ending phase right. the, yeah which I, which i am I not caught up on at all so no me neither that's why i'm not even thinking that far mm-hmm. ahead um but yeah that's a good point because that will more likely lead into the acolyte yeah so i'm mm-hmm. i'm assuming summer of next year we'll see acolyte probably wow. yes i yes. would say yeah mm-hmm and then we've got uh, a teaser for Andor Season 2, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Batch Season 3 mm-hmm. was announced Confirmed and got a little tease. To be the final season. Yes, be the right. Last season. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is good yeah. to know that there's an ending mm-hmm. rather than, eh, we're not going to make any more. Yeah, keep going until whatever. But no, not for the Bad Batch. And then um, other announcement, I guess, was Tales of the Jedi. That was that, like basically like clone wars but in anthology style uh short stories yeah yep mm-hmm. they're doing a second season of that which should be interesting and star wars vision season two got a trailer which is also available to the public i haven't watched that yet actually but it's i haven't there i probably won't because they're just a bunch of shorts so yeah you don't really need we're gonna watch them anyway it's not like they need to yes mm-hmm. right don't need a preview yeah. for shorts but that was that was like the rundown I found for celebration. Did I miss anything worthwhile? Uh, they did the Indiana Jones. Children. Yeah, they did it's Indiana not Star Jones, Wars, but, but they yeah. Right. <clears throat> they did the trailer for that or they have it 
they did the first episode or whatever for that that young children show. I yeah. can't remember what it's. They announced that's it's coming called. out May fourth. Right, May fourth. Yeah, it's a May fourth release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are those going to be like full length episodes? or Are they shorts too? Uh, if, if it's a, if it's for preschoolers, they might just be like fifteen minute episodes or yeah, something mm-hmm. like those tend yeah. to be. I assumed it would be like Spidey and Friends, like they'd be like two episodes in one kind of mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. right? Two short episodes, something like together. that. Yeah, surprised that we didn't get um, Book of Boba Fett two. If uh, it's even happening, I don't know. I, don't know. I think they, I think I they said. Know. Didn't they say they haven't decided on that one yet or something? I don't remember. There, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff they were saying they haven't started on yet because they don't know if they're doing it. I I mean, so, I, I figure that they've got a plan for Boba Fett in this this culminating, you know, crossover sure. event right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he might not need an entire series to tell it, much like his first season, some would argue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't need all of those episodes, apparently. So, yeah, that's what we got so far. Three movies, good stuff. More to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Mandalorian's wrapping up. We have the penultimate episode to cover here. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Thank, thank you for knowing the definition of penultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's just try to get through this a little quicker. Um, I'm going to spare the details. We're just going to talk about what's important. So the first scene opens up with huge reveal. Well, uh, I mean, before we start. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. Chapter 23. It's called The Spies, which obviously yes. is all over the mm-hmm. internet. Directed by Rick Famuyiwa and written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, apparently. Right. That's worth pointing out. that? This is one of the few that has Dave Filoni in, in the writing credits. Mm-hmm. I would guess because he's apparently he's in charge of this big crossover ship. And I think this has a lot to do with the crossover stuff that's going to be happening. I'm sure. Yeah. I think I've, I may have decided that Rick Famuyiwa's episodes are my favorite. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. I haven't, I haven't parsed it out and see who did what and then decide, but yeah, he's always he, solid though. He's got a really did, good eye for like action scenes. And right, stuff. I, f- yeah. I feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always exciting, his episodes. I think they've got a, I think they've pretty much got him locked down, like on a retainer or something. <laughs> he's just, he's a Star Wars director now. Well, like, who, this season, it was, was it all returning directors or were there any new, new people? No, there were a couple new names. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. them now, but, um, yeah. So this episode opens on Coruscant with, with, uh, our old friend, what's her name? Elia Kane. The double mm-hmm. agent, and we we get the return of Moff Gideon finally, officially, with a really and, cool looking probe droid. By the way, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that was a nice. Uh, yeah, uh, reminded me of Kenobi when the probe droid showed up, and sort of like this menacing thing, practical effect. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we learn a whole lot here. There's a lot of revelations. So I'll I'll start us off with the the first thing. I mean, it's not really a revelation, but we do get confirmation in their discussion that that Gideon did send the pirates. It was his plan, (laughs) sending the pirates to Navarro. And Kane is just constantly feeding him intel, feeding him updates Mm -hmm. about what the New Republic's up to. And that seems to be her job is just to be like a source on the inside for Mm -hmm. Gideon. 
So, I just want to point out, people who are calling this season nothing but side quests, as it turns out, the writer of the show actually had all of these, these side quests yeah. in mind, and they yeah. all kind of related <laughs> it's, it's, and it's came together. It's the silliest argument. You cannot yeah. say mm-hmm. at a season with eight episodes will yeah, have halfway any filler. Through, There's no complaining. way. It's, it's so impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I just had no, to get that yeah, off yeah. my chest. <sighs> I'm glad that Chris is as outraged <laughs> we, no, as I we, was. We could have like a two-hour episode <laughs> complaining about people, <laughs> complaining about the show. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so there's that. It it all comes together beautifully here. Um, but what what else did we learn <laughs> after this? Well, so it it bleeds into. Uh, you mean just from the conversation with Kane, or just or the whole scene? Because it yeah, all, everything with Gideon here. Yeah. Where he there's a shadow council of ex imperial officers, which. Mm-hmm. Yes. Surprise! They're all still doing stuff. So. How uh, many? How many were in that? In that? Did you? Maybe get a head count? Like half a dozen eight or so. Yeah. yeah. Six yeah. or seven or eight. More than six. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't count, but only a few of them talked though. And, and many of, which, of them are nameless. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, one of which is not nameless is Commandant Hux, which obviously a. Yes, that is Brendel yeah. Hux, Brendel. The, the father of. General he's been Hux. mentioned in something else too. Brendel, Brendel, Hux, the name Brendel he's Hux. got a big, he's got a lot uh, going on in mm-hmm. books and whatnot and time yeah, I don't material. Okay. Yeah, I've, I know I've seen the name, but this before. is this is actually, if I may, where I'd like to interject my trivia question of the week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> related well, to Brendel Hux. I think we all know. So in the show, Brendel Hux is the father of uh, General Hux that we know from the the. the sequel trilogy but the actor who plays him is actually related to the actor who plays hux in the sequels my question is what's the relation and the hint is it's not his father it's not actually his father but <laughs> yes, it's, it's not uh but he is a relative oh geez i don't know oh, come on <laughs> it's it's got to be a relative so that narrows it yeah. down to just uh... relatives who are male so lock in your guesses now oh oh we're doing it <laughs> I right, lock him in. Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, Brendel Hux. I'm trying to look up the, the specific names of the actors. Brian Gleason. Is, Brian is Gleason. Thank you. The actor who happens to be the brother of Domnall or Donal, however how are we supposed to say it? And I think it's Domnall. Yeah, yeah, Domnall. Yeah. Gleason. But yeah, so they Who got the us. actor, they got the brother to play the father. It's really clever because he's young yeah. and it takes place before. I just like that little thing. But anyway. It'd probably be too <laughs> on the nose if they got uh, his actual father, who is an actor. Can't think of his first too, name. But... It would be too old. They'd have to like age yeah. him or something. No, because right. I, I was thinking that it was good casting because <laughs> his voice, similarity. His voice sound, like yeah. you could tell yeah. there's a familiar or famili- familial uh, resemblance there. You go. there. Yeah. Another name I recognize, the, the guy with the white beard, is uh, Pelion. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. huge. I he's been mentioned before, but he's a he comes yeah, from the Thrawn books. Yes, uh, he was his okay. like right-hand man, first okay. officer kind of deal. Right. The, the Watson to um, Thrawn's Sherlock Holmes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good way to put it. Yeah. He was the one saying, when Thrawn returns, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then just, you know, like kind of like the voice of the audience, uh, 
Gideon's like, you've been talking about his imminent return forever. <laughs> when is he actually going to come? And, and here we are. Yeah. Well, I, so this, this dynamic is interesting because I feel like it's, we've seen this kind of like infighting between Imperial officers before with uh, mm-hmm. Grand Moff Tarkin and uh and an Andor Krennic, too. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because they both are pretty powerful warlords at this point. So, and it's uh, interesting too because the Shadow Council is actually not a new concept. There was a Shadow mm-hmm. Council in the very beginnings of the end, I guess you would say, of the Empire, uh, where the, it kind of all culminated on the Battle of Jakku. This was this would have been like uh, four years before the events of the Mandalorian, like right at the end of Return of the Jedi. It was like the last stand of the Empire. But apparently enough Imperials still kind of snuck off and slunk away that the Shadow Council still exists now. Uh, what are we at, nine? About that, yeah, probably. A, B, Y, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're still around and kind of just existing. Um, and try, some of them are trying to lay low and amass their forces. That's what we got from the scene was... Like so, like the the strategic ones are trying to lay low and not reveal how me- how powerful they are, right? Whereas some of the dumber ones are like p- basically pirates, right? Making themselves a nuisance. Yeah. Um. So basically, all right. This is what I was able to get out of this. Let's see if I'm 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 off base, but we've got Paleon who's counting on Thrawn's return. Right? He's like mm-hmm. obsessed with Thrawn coming back to be their new leader. But then you also have Brendel Hux, who's in charge of Project Necromancer and is apparently obsessed with cloning. Well, yeah, so it sounds like Hux. <laughs> a stardust? That's it's pretty on the nose, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hux is very much looking to bring Palpatine back from the dead, which we know is obviously happening behind the scenes. Um, oh, I also <laughs> think this is great because it kind of makes that dig uh, that Kylo Ren makes to mm. General Hux yep. when he says like in in uh, Force Awakens he says something about how since Finn was a was a uh, stormtrooper who ran away or went, went AWOL he said perhaps clones would have been a better option it sounds like he's mm. like sticking it to him like saying your father was better than you kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we also have Gideon who's doing his own like sort of independent secret clone research right yeah unrelated to Project Necromance because he like tries to bury the lead when he's questioned about it and and how he was using Pershing. So there's like two cloning things going on. And then if you bring up the Bad Batch, that brings up more Mm -hmm. questions too because there's all kinds of cloning experimentation going on. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to the Imperials trying to... They're all loosely together, but they still want to be the one who breaks the... You know, the the whatever the alliance, the 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 new republic. They want right. to be the one who does it. Yes, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and it also, honestly, in my mind, fills kind of I don't want to call it a plot hole, but it was always a little bit of an issue for me that you had the Clone Wars, this massive army of clones, like hundreds of thousands of clones produced on Camino, and then Millions. for the original trilogy, Millions. no cloning. There's no talk of it. It doesn't happen. Well, it just address- happened then. But no, they're addressing they're it now. They're addressing that very well in the Bad Batch, I think. 
Right. Exactly. But yeah. like for all of those, and this is what George Lucas, the story he told was that clones, 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 then no more clones, no explanation that just don't happen anymore. Well, now at least we're getting explanation. It was happening, but the Empire is just trying to control it themselves and, and do the research themselves in secret. So I will say this too, unless Project Necromancer is actually uh, Starkiller Base and not what we think it is. <laughs> Which I don't know why it would be because with that name, but right. that is wow. something that I would think is in the works at this point in time too, because that seemed like a massive un- undertaking, right? So yeah, somebody's got to be working on that right now. Well, there's still twenty years or so mm-hmm. before they they turn an seven, entire so. planet into a <laughs> giant <laughs> weapon. <laughs> I could do that in twenty years. Come on, yeah, somebody's got to at least be thinking about it now. You. you you got to imagine. But. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, everybody check yeah, back anyway. in 2043 and we'll see how I've unless, Chris, unless Chris has turned Earth into a weapon. <laughs> unless that's what Thrawn yes. is working on. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Oh, maybe that's part of his plan. Yeah, we'll find mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think, it's, it's probably easier than building a space station out in space. You can at least have a planet to work on. True. You don't have to do it in <laughs> yeah, zero G. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to point out here too that at one point when Gideon's walking through his base there, you see Vats with yeah, something ex- in right them again. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, walks right past. Yeah. So, is it possible that Project Necromancer is focused on bringing Palpatine back, whereas Gideon is working more on something that might lead to like a Snoke type of creature? I or? have a theory about that. I was saving it to later, but yeah. I think... It does come up again in the end, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we talk about it now, or do you want to... No, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But really... Right. So the only other thing in this scene is we see how scared the Imperials are of Mandalorians. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Spe- specifically of a united Mandalore. Like, that's the problem. When, when they're well, united, and, they're a threat. And Bo-Katan brings this up later, which is... Yeah. Like, they are too powerful to be defeated. The only reason they lose is because they're always divided. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just fighting themselves, right. Mm -hmm. Also, something I I realized on rewatch, Gideon is already, like, this scene is taking place on Mandalore. Like, Mm -hmm. I I did not realize that, obviously, until the second watch. I was like, oh, he's already, like, he established this base a long time ago. This is probably where he's been operating out of. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Great mm-hmm. place to hide, and everybody thinks it's poisoned and dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, so the next scene, let's just cut to the chase. Grogu gets a power suit. Yes. <laughs> so, so back on Navarro. Yeah. Yeah. This what else was... happens here? Mandalorians arrive, and they whatever. There's like tension, but then Grogu and gets y- IG12. They're calling <laughs> it as a power suit. And there's some good puppet action between him and the. Uh, uh, yeah, the Anzellan and, guy. Anzellan. Yeah. No squeezy. <laughs> yeah, Bad this whole baby. thing was it's just it's insanely cute. Anybody who had a problem with it is just heartless because there's also, no nah, it's also, That's nothing to Also, do with it. I think it uh, was a really clever way to give Grogu his first words without because right. uh-huh. I, I think yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, it's too early for him to really be speaking yet. Right. Well, like yeah. They haven't figured out how to do that yet. Well, and I think this was a good way to do it for now. Like, obviously, he understands. This is letting us know he understands language. 
Right, he's communicating he just, now. He just can't form the words yet himself, which, right. I mean, if his species is so long-lived, like you would think it probably takes a while before, before that happens, I guess. I don't know. It's also just a really good way to kind of age him up. Like he's no longer a baby. Now he's more of a yeah. toddler or like, toddler. Oh, yeah, yeah. like a, <laughs> it's like with Groot. You had baby Groot. And then in the next one, he's like mm. adolescent Groot. And then he'll mm. be. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's getting into trouble, stealing stuff from the exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that line when Din's like, this is not working for me because <laughs> I feel like I've said that to my kids. Yes, every parent has <laughs> gone through that. Yeah. They're just the. The hammering on the yes button is so relatable for any mm-hmm. any any parent, or honestly, even a pet owner. Because like, if your dog could have that yeah. button, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and you and you got the leash out, yes, 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 you just be <laughs> hammering the yes button. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else to say here? Oh, it's just a ton of. I'm, I'm very curious. First of all, what kind of toys they're going to make for this? Because uh, I want them. Oh, yeah. Sure. Do you think oh, yeah. the Disney Imagineers are already working on a walking Grogu <laughs> robot to take around Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, you also see that light cruiser flying in atmosphere. I wonder how much fuel that thing takes to fly in atmosphere. <laughs> these are the, yeah. these are the yeah. things yeah. you don't ask in Star Wars. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, you just have so to then, assume that science has progress so much that it yeah. takes like a, a teaspoon of water to fuel to just a defy gravity yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah just to just stay a little bit ahead of a super star destroyer mm. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so Bo-Katan assembles her army uh now consisting of a mixture of both clans of Mandalorians, both the, mm-hmm. the covert and the night owls, her, her, her previous crew. Um, and then when they get to Mandalore, they find yet another group of Mandalorians. So now they've come up with three. This reminded me a lot of that uh, Rebels episode where they find the three clones in the desert, right? Um, oh, driving yeah. around on that old uh, Clone sure. Wars thing because they show right. up in that like sail barge mm. thing. Right. It was a repurposed. Yeah. Uh, well, I know what the ship was that they showed up in uh, in this in this episode. Thing. I can't. Like yeah, from Clone Wars or something. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called though. No, that's cool. It's definitely a probably a Dave Filoni pull then. Uh, right. Oh, I'm sure. If he's the yeah, I, I kind of thought that they would be like a known known family or faction or something like that, but they weren't. Right. None yeah, of those guys. That's a little suspicious, but. We'll see yeah. what happens. I almost yeah. thought I almost thought they were the protectors when they said they failed her, because the mm. protectors are mm-hmm. protect her. Yeah, there's also right. there's no sign of Clan Ren in all this. It, I know that right. they, like their their home world is in a separate planet in the Mandalore system. Right. I can't remember the name of right, it. Right. Yeah. Well, so like, well, we'll get to it later. Yeah. If you're amassing your allies, stop off there. Say, hey, where's Clan Ren at? I don't know. Right. I got to figure they're going to show up because we know that Sabine Wren is going to be in the Ahsoka show. So who knows? Yeah, we'll see. uh, Yeah. And then we also get this big revelation that Bo-Katan, after the Night of a Thousand Tears, tried to surrender. Yeah. um, But Gideon is Gideon. He just took the Darksaber and continued to genocide them all. (laughs) Yes. With... Nuclear bombs or whatever. Yeah. No, what do they call? They actually call them fusion bombs. I think fusion, fusion bombs. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuclear. Yeah. Okay. 
So then now the group uh, sets sail for the Great Forge, and well, this is, so th- I'll bring this up now. Is the armorer up to something? She takes yes. the injured guys. We don't know. Yeah, on her own, and f- and when I was rewatching, I was like, this is just like kind of suspicious. They I lingered thought... on it a little long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like the way you it's never know. The, it could be a red herring. Who knows? Yeah. I I thought it was gonna be she was gonna fly up there and they were already gonna be being attacked. Uh, right. Cause, yeah. Because they were kind of dwelling on it. It was a little weird. You're right. So I don't know well, if that was just to subvert like your expectations a little bit, like really make it clear, like oh here she goes. Nope. Psych. <laughs> She's fine. Yeah. yeah. But, See, yeah, uh, that's what I, I thought. I thought at least maybe they were gonna get up or something and be pretending to be injured and then attack her or something and that right. they were actually going to be bad guys the whole time but oh, now man. i'm yeah not yet n- now i actually think that there might be something up there and there's a with, line that gideon the, says later that might lead you to think that too so i don't know oh. we'll see we'll see in the next episode it's not far away um, no yeah. reason to I, declare one way or another just watch the finale and see what happens yeah right i want to yeah. say uh also in this scene after she had uh, admits her surrender thing. Um, there's a really good scene between her and Din Djarin that I oh, thought yeah. was r- like some <laughs> superb dialogue and like just really good acting and writing. Um, yeah. But but it it's got one of my favorite lines now uh, in all of Mandalorian where he says, "Your song is not yet written, mm. and I will serve you until it is." And yes. it's <laughs> just like kind of like a warrior poet type saying and i just thought it was and he calls awesome. her lady crees yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yes if, if he uh, had a fedora he'd be tipping it pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> well no you, this is where i went with that it, it, first of all bo katan is a disney princess at this point uh, exactly. and, yeah, yeah and din din is like her knight in shining armor like it's the show started out yeah. it was very yeah, western right, well but it's, yeah. it's taken a turn this season and it's not so much western as it is more like a medieval fantasy. And well, yeah. yep. I also want to point out this episode co-written by Dave Filoni. Another episode co-written by Dave Filoni was season two's episode, The Sorcerer, when Ahsoka first appeared. Oh, Do you guys, are, you guys totally remember? Samurai. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Samurai. But then you remember in the at the end, and I pointed out how there's that really cool like medieval fugue style version. Oh, of, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. That was no coincidence. That was Dave Filoni saying like, hey, this is, he's a knight and this is a, this is his wizard. Yeah. And now Bo-Katan yeah, is right. the lady he serves. Like, yeah, it's just turning into a medieval fantasy. And the music was almost like a, like a cue to that. I don't know. Or just a, a weird coincidence that Ludwig Gorenson was like, you know what? Let me make this a fugue for no reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying he could have been told to do that by Dave Filoni. It's possible. Yeah, also, no, you're right. Let's not forget that Grogu is wearing a mithril chainmail underneath. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's no coincidence. With that, like, with that giant uh, round thing now, what what is that thing called? Rondell. Yeah. Rondell. Yeah. 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 And the dark saber is Excalibur, like big time. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, this was, yeah, it, 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 yeah. There's no. Yeah. No debating that. I feel like there um, was there was a little bit of samurai influence on on some of that too. Just like, always. Like, yeah. Like writing a haiku, yeah. but also killing a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or being a good warrior or whatever before yeah. we get too far away <laughs> I just wanted to point out that Bo-Katan looked so happy and smiled so hard when she landed on Mandalore and was like in command of people and telling yes. them what to do and then once they yeah. started setting out she just had this huge grin on her face Right. so obviously she's in her element and she's so excited to be doing what she's doing right now 
Yeah. And, She's uh, waited since the Night of a Thousand Tears for this yeah. moment, I think, to mm-hmm. take back the planet. Uh, there's also another great scene here when they're when they're sailing, when the uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Axe Woves is playing mm-hmm. some kind of chess game with Paz Vizsla, yeah. and of course they come to blows. Uh, house rules. They, they yeah. don't yeah. play by the same house rules, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a great little fight, Grogu breaks it up by just stepping in, saying no, pre- pressing the no button over and over again. Yeah. Right. So. Here's my question. Why can he get away with that? Because they say, like, no one from either side can step in, but Grogu does. Technically, he's part he's of not... the Cobra. Yeah, but then Din I says, like... he didn't learn that from me. Yeah. So, and... did he learn that from Luke? Yeah. Is what I'm yeah. right. Yeah. I, I think that was a Jedi thing. Nonviolence. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's is, where is, I went to. And he, he hasn't taken the creed yet, so he's not really a, a, True. a member yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I wonder if it's like, do they, do people just sense the presence of a Jedi? Like the force flows through him in such a way that's like, you know, he just, or, or I also thought he looks like Yoda, obviously. There's got to be some people who recognize that. Like Yoda was the figurehead of the Jedi Order. You got to see this thing and be like, oh man. Like it just, he has like a certain regal quality to him because he looks like Yoda. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it was great. I love the little nod that they share after that to kind of acknowledge. I, I do like the immediate scene where that whatever that is like breaks through the mountain, right? Whatever monster that is, um, it's, and they're it's... abandoning ship, and both Axe Woves and Paz grab mm-hmm. <laughs> Grogu and fly off together, yeah. arm in arm. I was like, yeah, oh, really? that's great. I didn't catch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the Mythosaur. I no, don't know. think it was so. not. It's not. No, it's sure? something no. different. Yeah, it's is some it other not, beast. Is it, is it Didn't have the the tusk looking things. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would put money though that that thing will fight the mythosaur in the finale. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> we'll get a kaiju battle. It's like the giant monster's oh, back, yes. and then the mythosaur busts out, and, it, and the winner big... gets to eat Moff Gideon. Yeah, right. I I, ju- I just assumed they were gonna lure it to destroy Moff Gideon's base or something at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Well, Bo-Katan made it a point earlier in the show to say the bombings have woken up dormant species on the planet or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They covered it. Shouldn't be a surprise when these <laughs> giant creatures come out of the woodwork. So then um, they discover that uh, there's a secret base full of... Well, so that- we discovered this because they enter into a fight with a bunch of... This is a I feel like a big reveal when a bunch of question mark stormtroopers uh, show up. I guess but they're, they're actually wearing commandos, right? They it's fly like, now. They... <laughs> they fly now. Yeah. Yeah, they fly now. I think they're are the they... super commandos. They're like the white armored Beskar Mandalorian style. <clears throat> Do we think they were former Mandalorians or just commandos no. in Mandalorian armor? Basically? I don't know. I, don't I know. think they're. Yeah, I think they're just. I think we won't know until next episode if Officially we know at all. Yeah. But I don't I think they're just stormtroopers in Beskar. But also Could the way be. they revealed the base, I was like, wait. As they were like fighting through these caves and it started looking more and more imperial all of a sudden, I was like, Wait, yes. what's going on? I was right. like, It's yeah. a trap. That was cool. <laughs> wait. Yeah. Almost the like cor- the transitions in uh Galaxy's Edge when you're you don't you're just walking that <laughs> yeah. up normal stuff and then you gradually are in Star Wars now. Yeah. Same way. You're just gradually into an Imperial base. 
You're not wrong. That does have the same the helmets, feeling. The helmets of those super commandos or whatever we're going to call them, very similar to the helmets of the First Order. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's looking more... Mm-hmm. Definitely sequel era. Yeah. The choreography in this scene is awesome, too. I just love... Especially um, uh, the character Casca Reeves. She's mm-hmm. the... It's the the actress is Sasha Banks from the WWE. Yeah. She has some of the best the best moves in this scene. <laughs> and there's that sweet Mando. Did you catch that like shoulder charge? He's just like deflecting blast off his like arm and shoulder and then he just like charges into a guy and then she hops by with her jetpack just finishes him off. There's so many cool yeah. moments. Yeah. I love the choreography. And I don't know I don't know who to credit that for. I don't know if that's Rick Femiua or if there's like a fight choreographer who's I don't know, but as I've said before, the Mandalorian has the best gunfights you're going to find mm-hmm. anywhere in Star yeah. Wars. Um, and it all leads to Mando getting separated and captured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his flamethrower, flaming like as much as he ev- can, as <laughs> as much fire as possible. Uh, yeah, but then they string him up. Yeah, and Moff Gideon reveals himself. And he is in what he's what he's calling the new dark trooper suit, mm-hmm. right? Um, Which I guess that is the progression of dark troopers, or at least yes. in legends, right? Like eventually yeah. they were yes. people in suits, yeah. right? They started as robots and ended up as like power suits. Um, do you notice his they, helmet though? Yeah. The helmet on on Gideon's Garth suit there, Saxon. It's got the horns on top. Well, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that's why yeah, everyone's that's freaking out about the armor because it has the yes. spikes. Yeah, just like the armor. Right. Well, or no, is that a nod same... to Maul? Or well, yeah, that's yeah, the same helmet that um, not not Gar Saxon. What was his name? I don't know. From Clone Wars, he had a Mandalorian helmet with the little tiny spikes on it when he was following Maul. Um, was it to be a pre Vizsla? Pre Vizsla, I think. I don't know. I don't um, remember him. I, I don't think the mi- I don't think the armor is <sighs> probably bad. not. I don't. That would be weird. I don't yeah, know. I don't see how it would make sense unless she's thinking she's just gonna turn Bo Katan over or something and I, get the I'll plan for you, herself. I don't know. I'll tell you. No, what it was I th- Gar Saxon. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, he has the helmet with the spikes yeah. on it. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you I don't what remember I thought, him being in Clone Wars, honestly. Who I thought was going to betray them is Axe Woves, because he's the one who was like, oh, I'll go get reinforcements, and he left out, mm. the, out the top of the cave, and then we didn't see him again. True. And so I was like, is he actually wow. in on this plot? Next episode. But <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I, that could just be, um, you know, like, maybe he will show up with reinforcements and maybe it's clan Ren. who knows like i don't know nah, yeah right maybe. what reinforcements just from the what, what was what was their relation with the i don't i don't i don't I mean, know they were all death relation. watch at some point so yeah. and they all came so, together in rebels to to yeah. liberate the planet from the empire so yeah, yeah. um anyway. but i uh gideon has some interesting things to say here Right. He says, every society has something to offer. The cloners, the Jedi, and even the Mandalorians. By aggregating the best of each, I will create an army that will bring order to the galaxy. So aggregate the best <laughs> mm-hmm. of cloning, mm-hmm. the Jedi, 
and Mandalorian. So Mandalorian's got Beskar. He's got that covered. Well, clearly right. he wanted Grogu's blood. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the Jedi aspect. Right. So something about force abilities and right. cloning, I'm assuming, cloning the troopers who are going to be in these suits. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he makes it very important to say that he is in the suit. So my idea, mm. who knows if this is real. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one to think of it, but all those flying troopers that they've been fighting is actually clones of him. Of himself. Yes. Yeah. That's suits. what I was going to say. Like I was wondering to create... why he had so many. They just kept coming. And then <laughs> yeah, like when he's walking through yeah. the corridor and the earlier in the vats, I think those are all other Gideons in those vats that he's going to put in suits and send against the Mandalorians. And maybe he's trying to create a version of himself with force abilities as well. Possibly. Or something. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. or something that he can control. I think he thinks that Project Necromancer bringing somebody back from the dead is useless. They died. That's That was a big, you know, mm-hmm. the, they clearly failed because they died. But True. what about somebody who hasn't died, who is, you know, in power, who could potentially never die as right. long as you keep well, cloning the empire. And he's an extreme narcissist, so I mean, right. it makes sense yeah. to want to close all Imperials are. It's yeah, yes. it doesn't doesn't mirror true life at all. It's just completely <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> so then, the other big thing we get here uh, is well, Paz Vizsla's last stand, which sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Sacrifices himself, Which, goes out like a the, badass. Yeah, this <laughs> is the part where I was like, how many of these guys are there? Because he's just mowing them down. With yeah. his, to with the his, point uh, where his gun melted. Yeah. yeah. Looks, yeah. Looks and he so throws, cool. it, doesn't he use it to like, yeah. he throw it at one of them? Yeah. But then the Praetorian guards emerge. <laughs> yeah. And he does not stand a chance against he is, them. No. no. Well, because we their it, weapons apparently are, can go straight through Beskar. Beskar. Which is, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because lightsabers can't even do do that. So, Well, lightsabers can't. Well, can. lightsabers can't, can't go through pure Beskar. We don't know if his armor was pure Beskar. Right. Oh, that's true. True. Right. That's why I was plus, hitting that. Plus, uh, they could just be poking him in, in the parts that aren't armor. Yeah. <laughs> you right, can't yeah. really see. Also they're kind of going in around the neck and shoulder or whatever. Yeah. So this this solves the issue of um who saved Gideon because when he says when they, they looked it up and they looked up the best car and they saw the best car in the ship and right. they thought it was the Mandalorians. Gideon says that all of his troops are wearing Beskar armor. So alloy. That's, Beskar alloy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beskar alloy. Specifically yeah. alloy, yeah. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. So this did make a, me look back uh, at the Praetorian guards. To I looked up like the visual dictionary I have for the Last Jedi. There's really not much known about them. I guess the it's just kind of surprising that they're already around right. by this point in time. Um, so they they weren't like a creation of Snoke. They weren't a part right. of like the Sith Eternal or whatever because we haven't really gotten to that point yet even though they're all stark red. So this is, and also if you look at their armor, it's different than it is in the last Mm -hmm. Jedi. Their helmets in particular, their helmets are much more like Mandalorian inspired. Mm. Whereas if you remember in the last Jedi, they had like these weird red visorless, faceless Mm -hmm. masks. Um, Mm -hmm. 
that don't they don't have like the eye cutouts like the the t shape yeah. eye cutouts at all sure so yeah, this yeah, is almost like an in between so. yeah right, right. it's, it's like an in between yeah. yeah, well yeah you assume that the emperor's royal guards right didn't exactly yeah. protect him enough so they had to go a little bit deeper and uh, go to the next phase right and then at this point they'll have some sort of other thing that'll go make them improve them again for 30 years right. down the line yeah it's also a possibility that those guys are some kind of clones. Who knows? That's, True. There's, there's so many characters, and you just made me realize this with the whole idea of Moff Gideon being cloned. There's so many characters wearing helmets. Who knows what's a clone? What's mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then the Ray, the, the Ray movie that comes out, we're going to see Gideon under the mask of all these stormtroopers or something. Who knows? Oh, man. We'll see Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito showing his yeah. face. In the- so... It makes me wonder, though, at the end of season two where he's captured and he goes to shoot himself and, was it, Cara Dune stops him or whatever? Is that because he already knows there's enough clones of him that he does? <laughs> or- yeah, who knows? Be. Could be. It might be. It Maybe might this be. isn't the same Gideon that we saw last season. Who knows? Cause, I don't know. Because it seems like someone this narcissistic wouldn't have tried to kill himself in that scene when he was defeated because he obviously had... A lot more going on than we realized. Still, it's true. I don't know. True. Wouldn't that uh, that would be crazy if the, the, you know this? Uh, what's his name? Captain Tiva, the X-wing pilot, keeps saying how he mm-hmm. never made it to trial. Whenever yeah. he like looks at the records, like wait, somebody's like wait, he did make it to trial. He's he's in prison right now. What are you talking? This is Moff Gideon. He's in this cell. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And the da 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 da. There he is. <laughs> Uh, all according to I plan. like this idea. I didn't even really consider that he had already cloned himself, but I kind of like the idea that... <laughs> it kind of works when you think about all the cloning yeah. stuff they're talking about with the Bad Batch and... Well, because even the, way back... Oh, I don't in... want to spoil anything. You, right. you yeah. haven't all seen the finale, right? Okay. Yeah, we I, have. I have. At this point. That doesn't give much away, but... Yeah. Um, even way back in season one, there was speculation that Moff Gideon was selfishly trying to get Grogu to somehow give himself force powers, and that's kind of still on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see a copy of himself that does have some kind of force abilities. So. Yeah. Well, that'll be in the yeah. second to last episode of next season. Right. It's if we get another season. What? You think we would get another season, or it's just going to be maybe? straight into this movie? No, that's going to be at least two years off. Probably. No, yeah. Th- they got to have at least I mean, it a was season two or two years, of Ahsoka. It was two years off between two and three. Well, that was different. That was True. probably pandemic related. What if this copy of himself is permanently in that suit? <laughs> He's just a head. There is no just a head. Yeah, it's just a head. He's like Robo. He takes it off wow, and puts it in a jar. Parallel Grogu's journey with IG-12. He's now <laughs> the new control of a mechanical suit. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. He's gonna, they're going to knock off his head and they're going to put it in the the suit and then Grogu's going to take over the Gideon suit. <laughs> no, that's that's what they, Tifa's going to learn. No, not only did he face trial, he's already been beheaded. We, we already think his head. <laughs> <laughs> the guillotine's right here. Look. Space oh, guillotine. <laughs> so there it is. We got, I mean, we got a finale on our hands here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, Quite a finale. We got yeah. Din Djarin in captivity. So who, who? how do you think he's getting out of that? Is he going to free himself or is he going to get help? They're going to take his helmet off, so he's going to have to go bathe in the waters yet again. <laughs> oh, and then well, at least he's there the already. No. <laughs> he's not far this time. Now that yeah. Bo-Katan has the saber, she'll say, 
be gone with all this nonsense. You're all Mandalorians, no matter what. Take off your helmets. Be gone. <laughs> be gone yes, with no. your religious views that you've practiced for yeah generations. No, but he, yeah. he said in that whole that one scene, he's like, "We don't. My people don't care about that." Right. Yeah. Don't care about like, character. It means nothing yeah. to us. He's gonna get. He's going to escape. I doubt it's gonna be by himself. It's gonna be everybody teaming up. Do you think the question is? Is Grogu going to get a blaster or two blasters? <laughs> That's what yes, I yes, spinning yes, around. Yes, that yes, thing. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Will we see Thrawn, or is that just a throwaway line to oh, get you pumped for a second? I think if we, I think if we see Thrawn, it'll be after credits, like yeah. they did with uh, Boba yeah. Fett. Sorry, or, or he comes back and says. Why did you capture this Mandalorian? Let him go. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> right. he, we don't need him. Yeah. I, I would really like to see, and maybe I'm probably the only one here, but I would really like to see Grogu actually just go on a force, like have a hallway scene, but, but <laughs> use, uh, using the force, using yeah. the force and blasters at the same time. Like, yeah. Because we always, we always, Grogu's getting always the most violent just, scene yet in the show. <laughs> we always just get him using like one force push at a time or something, and then right, like, right, let's like it would be cool, I think, to see him, uh, yeah, have a murder scene. people. I don't know, yeah. or yeah. maybe, maybe, uh, him. Uh, calming the Raincorn Book of Boba Fett foreshadows him calming the Mythosaur, and he's uh, gonna run yeah, that's that gonna pay to save yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and The the um, IG eleven thing in Episode one paid off, so the Mythosaur's got to pay off at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, Mythosaur's eating Gideon. That's um, that's <laughs> that's happening. I saw a headline oh. that said that Filoni said people are gonna be cheering during the finale but then another cast member said people would also be crying or something so oh man i think it's gonna be pretty epic and i don't oh, think man. everyone's coming out of this do we know. have a runtime on this has it been released from what i've seen online runtime is a typical episode 39 okay. minutes before credits yeah okay uh, this, this episode was longer than that though this, yeah this one was yeah, like the last 50. two have been 50 ish yeah yeah, yeah. Biggins. Well, we'll we will see. see. Yep. That's it. Time will tell. My, yeah. My bingo card has Gideon getting eaten and Boba Fett making appearance. Boba Fett hasn't been <laughs> mentioned. Nah. I don't think nah, he's going to have He's showing up. He's showing up. He, has, he doesn't have a dog in this fight. Too busy providing we'll water for the mods to clean their speeders. Right. It's not going to happen. Gonna keep those <laughs> things shiny. Yeah. Inexplicably shiny. <laughs> okay. That was not a dig. I like those guys. <laughs> Boring conversation anyway. All right. So that's, Thanks. that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chapter 23. Next week we'll be back for the finale. Got to turn this one around fast. Thanks and, for uh, being loyal uh, listeners out there. And uh, yes, we appreciate your time mm-hmm. and your years. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I don't have much else for the sign off. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
Nobody uh, cares. Yeah. Till the spire. Do it. Oh, that reminds me. There was a, a track on the Galaxy's Edge Volume 2 soundtrack, the Ogus Cantina, that just released. I don't think we dropped that in the news, did we? No. You brought it up to us. Anyway, yeah. Volume 2 of the Ogus Cantina Rex's <laughs> mixtape is available to download mm-hmm. and listen. One of the tracks is called Till the Spire. Till the Spire, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Go listen. It's fun. I think the first volume was more enjoyable, but it's still good. This one's shorter, right? It's only a it few is. tracks. Yeah. The first, one, the first one is a brainworm. That always gets stuck in my head. What's it called? Yeah, that's probably the best one uh, on the album. Like yeah, Squip. Yeah. Squip. Yeah. There is a an Ewok song, though, they're singing. It's really good. Uh, and now... But it does follow the the melody of the little song they sing as they're working, as they're like, as they're uh, building up the fire. Um, but yeah, you should check it out. <laughs>